uh, so obviously with, with the pandemic and everything that's going on, everybody's been talking about, you know, you got to go out, you got to go get it. You got to go do it. So I did get vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> no vaccination. What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? Wait, <laughs> what do you mean? Hang on. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of my pregnant wife's favorite football podcast. Nice. That's right. That's good. My wife, she is real pregnant. Nice, dude. Uh, baby, I love it. If you're listening to this, I've never called you baby before, <laughs> but this is the first time. <laughs> this is the first time for everything. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's getting real down to the down to the nitty gritty here. You yeah, you got less less than a month or a I month. Think just over a, yeah, just I think it's like five weeks. Wow. May 9th. Yeah, it's it's really it's coming down to the wire. Yeah, it really is. It's like By, fourth quarter, you know. Dude, literally crunch time right now. It's crazy. I'm feeling more and more bad for my wife because she is just. I mean, she's really. You realize like pregnancy is a real thing. It really yeah. does a number on oh on somebody's body. Like just. I don't know. That's a big person in there. You know there. that some women actually strive and they want to have kids? Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. The fact that you would ever want to have that ever. That <laughs> seems that's like the scariest thing in the whole world. No, it is truly a gift though. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's, that's just absurd. It's amazing. Before we get too deep into this, this is the average Joe football show. We always forget <laughs> to intro that. Get this right is, into we, it. We talk about football. We talk about pregnancy, all that mm. stuff. I'm joined obviously by my illustrious producer, uh, Joe Teeson, uh, we're talking pregnancy. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, it's yeah. I'm gonna be a father very soon for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, and like I said, it's 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 fourth quarter. It's crunch time. Uh, I'm feeling more and more bad for my wife. It's it, her pregnancy has been really really good so far. Well, that's good. Uh, and like no morning sickness, like really good. But I think and now it's getting to the point where it's like. We're just ready to, and especially she is ready. Get to, out! Get the yeah, get this thing out of me, man. Uh, it's, it's like you know, can't they just like do it already? Yeah, you know what I mean. Just like it's been cooking in there for long enough. It's probably done. <laughs> you don't want to go too long. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, the, the things that you you never think about before you're like married, before you're having a kid, how insane pregnancy really is. Yeah. It's like an absurd, crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Like when you can put your hand on your wife's uh, belly and you can feel the baby genuinely kick your hand like to the point where like your hand is lifting up off the belly is insane. Yikes. Like that's a human in there. Yeah. It's And crazy. it's yours. Yeah. And you made it, I think. Yeah. I, I think so as well. <laughs> it is... It is... Uh, it's a whole other world, man. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's truly a miracle. I love it. I love babies, you know. Yeah, babies, man. We're gonna Can't wait. We're gonna cry on this podcast. I think. I think so too. <laughs> yeah, but no, I don't know. It's uh, the, the miracle of life, really. The miracle of life, and you know, when you think about it, and we live in a society. We really do live in and, a society um, where it's just not appreciated. Yeah. So, and we yeah. live in a society. So. Yeah, absolutely. But, when it comes uh, down to it, we live in a society. We do. Um. Listen, if you're living in a society, you're listening to this episode, uh, we have we have a real good episode for you guys today. Uh, I'm going to be diving into uh, the the top 10 of the NFL draft. We were going to do a new segment today, but I kind of went really long on what I was talking about. So I think we're going to wait. We're going to de- debut that segment next week, Joe, if you're okay with that. I'm all, yeah, you're, I, I have more time to, to prepare. That. Yes, it's, it's going to be good. I promise you guys it's going to be good. It's going to be a non-football-ish, kind of not football-related, uh, epi- uh, not episode, not podcast segment is what it's going to be. But we're going we're gonna to jump into some news. We're going we're gonna to jump into, uh, like I said, the top 10 of the draft, which is going to be a, a crazy time, I think, in the 2020 NFL draft. We're, we're coming up on, I think, three weeks now up until the draft comes up. So we haven't talked a whole lot of draft up to this point, but we're going to get real deep into it uh, the next few weeks. Um, and in the next few weeks, not only is the draft coming up, my baby's coming, big things happening. Big it's things crazy. happening. Um, for, the, I, for those of you that listened on to last week's episode, if you have not listened to last week's episode, 
Make sure you do it. We it got an actual celebrity a on our show. A real celebrity. And he, we're still not, the numbers have are still not up. Yeah, what's wrong, I don't guys? know how. We got a freaking famous on the podcast. And, and we, it was all a stunt. It was, we don't care. It was a publicity stunt. Like, it's, yeah. we, just, we did that so we could get some clout. We did it for the clout. And for not. And honestly, we've got a little doubt at this yeah, point. Yeah, I think so too. We need a little help from you guys. No, but please go back and listen to the, our episode with uh, with football writer Jeremy Klump. Really fun episode. Give me an hour of his time. We're just talking. He's saying he's talk, he, he told me, you know, he talked my ears off. I appreciated it. It was, a, it was a really great time. Uh, talked draft, talked the trades that went down last week. Uh, talked Dolphins, Niners, uh, Eagles, all that good stuff. If you have not listened to that episode, I would highly encourage it. But without further ado, Joe, unless you have anything else you want to talk about. No, I'm all ears. Uh, why don't we just jump straight into the news? First up in the news, the NFL has finally announced the this big thing we've all been waiting for. Okay, they're now going to be playing 17 games in one season. There used to be 16, now there's 17. Joe, you got the deets. Oh, thank, thanks, thanks for, <laughs> for for introing me in there like that, man. You literally Am just right? basically said everything that I just told you. That was. Gr- did perfect I, did i do good i like that you 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 kind of said that it was fine finally <laughs> finally the nfl announced that it's going to be a, a 17 game schedule nice finally we've been waiting week, for it. 17 something game that we've ne- schedule. never talked about on the podcast before but finally we're here yeah so yeah, yeah. the nfl uh adding another an extra game i think just to mess with my marriage even more than it already is um it's it's fine, I guess. I mean, I know players are kind of mad mad about it, but they signed the CBA, uh, the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, they knew what they what, what was coming, and this was not like th- th- technically speaking, this is not news. We already knew months ago that this was going to happen. Uh, it, well, if if you followed football, you knew that this was going to happen. Um, this was just kind of confirming, and and the owners confirmed it that we're going to have seventeen games uh, as opposed to sixteen. Uh, there's going to be obviously 18 weeks of the NFL season. Each team still getting one bye week. That's not changing. I thought for uh, a second they were talking about two potential bye weeks. That's not happening. But yeah, we're only going to have three preseason games, which is tremendous. It's always good to to have less games that don't matter. Um, I realized there was a while uh, in the NFL. I don't even know which years it was, but uh, I think before they went to a 16-game schedule, they had six preseason games. Six preseason games. So they weren't, wait, sorry, they weren't always a 16 game on a 16 game schedule. No, there was at one point it was 14. I think, in what? The, and then in the 70s, it moved to 16 games. Yeah. Oh, wow. So now, like, everything, all the record books are going to get messed up completely because you're adding one more week into the season now. So it's like, uh, somebody's gonna break the passing yard record. Somebody's gonna destroy the. Oh, because they have an extra yeah. one extra game to make that. Wow. Yeah, literally, it's it's that is kind of a big deal. A lot of people are talking about there's gonna be like an asterisk next to uh, all the records broken. Now it's or there's gonna be like a a pre pre modern or or sort of like a a 16 game uh, record and a 17 game record. But I don't know. It just gets into real, real messy so, territory there. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to anything you just <laughs> said. Fantastic. But why are they making it 17 games now? Uh, money. Oh, just money. Yeah, pretty much money. Oh. I, most of the things that companies like the NFL, the NBA, uh, you know, giant billion dollar corporations like that, most of it is money related. And they also recently signed a huge TV deal uh, worth like Oh my goodness! I don't even know how much it is—billions and billions of dollars. Wow! Uh, for like I think twenty years, a TV deal with like multiple different stations, um, and it's just all money. And the NFL—if there's one thing that Roger Goodell, the current commissioner of the NFL, uh, is very good at—it's making money. Mm. The NFL makes almost as much money as we make on this podcast. Let me look almost, up. but you know, pale in comparison if you think about it. Exactly. It's it's it, we. <laughs> If you really like, really dive deep into, if you look deep into the into the old checkbooks, into the into the numbers, into the records. Yeah. So, the NFL. Um, let me. I'm just trying to look up NFL revenue. Uh, how much they make in one year. Uh, so it looks like in 2019, 
this was likely before before COVID. So this was before COVID. Um, U.S. dollars and billions. So fifteen point two six billion dollars. U.S. was their revenue. U.S. dollars. That's like forty billion yeah, Canadian it's dollars. Like a hundred thousand billion Canadian dollars. <laughs> For those of you Canadian listeners, listen who don't who don't actually know a hundred bil- billion to million. <laughs> that's a lot of money yeah so essentially you know the, the nfl might say that it's for the fan it, it's it's for money which is fine In, you know having an extra game it's cool and that's it's what fine. i don't like you know like they're saying oh you know it's for the fans but really it's for the money like don't piss on my back and tell me it's raining <laughs> that's what <laughs> you know what i mean exactly joe you like, tell- give it to me straight yeah come okay. on roger roger tell me how it is man so that's what i'm saying uh will 17 games really make a, a big difference in the grand scheme of things no it makes things annoying like instead of uh, having a 10 and 6 team it's going to be like a 10 and 7 team or an 11 and 6 team and you can no longer have 8 and 8 teams like a team that's just dead oh, even Oh wow! yeah that's literally impossible now to finish 8 and 8 so you're either, I guess this might be a good thing, but you're so you're either going to have a winning season or you're going to have a losing season. There's none, no more of this eight and eight garbage. Oh. Uh, now, you know, I don't know <laughs> if that's a good thing. Like I said, I don't, I don't even know what the point of me talking about this is. I guess just to talk about the NFL's money. Uh, so good job, Roger. Uh, good job, all the NFL mm-hmm. guys. Uh, and next up in the news, the NFL just signed a huge deal with TikTok. <laughs> Um, Joe has more to say on this. Yeah, they're gonna do all of their games from now on on TikTok. They're actually gonna they're not gonna be full sixty minute games. They're gonna be uh, kind of like thirty minutes, and they're gonna cut be cut into however long a TikTok 30 is. Thirty TikToks. Minute. I think thirty TikToks TikToks? Only be at one minute. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. So yeah, uh, that's not true. But Joe, <laughs> you want to take the next the next bit of news as well? Yeah, I'll take it. Um, uh, it's just, just uh, sorry. Say it okay, so it's just Tyler Lockett signed a, a, a massive contract extension. Tyler Lockett Se- signed a massive contract extension with the Steelers. No, with the Seahawks. With the Seahawks. <laughs> that would be big news. Four year. The four year. Six hundred sixty-nine million point two million dollar million year dollar, not per year. That would be <laughs> <Okay>. insane. <laughs> Yes, Tyler Lockett signs a four-year, $69.2 million contract extension with the Seattle Seahawks. The extension includes $37 million uh, in guaranteed money. So much money. I can hardly even spit it out. My voice cracked. That's how much money it is. Uh, Lockett is 29. Definitely one of the more underrated uh, receivers in the NFL. Uh, People want to maybe speculate what this says about... Uh, the Seahawks' future with Russell Wilson. I honestly don't think that this has much to do with Russell Wilson. I think Tyler Lockett's a really good player, and you lock him up regardless uh, whether or not you want to keep Russell Wilson around or not. If you have a chance to to uh, keep a guy like Tyler Lockett around who's, who seems to be a leader in that locker room, you pair him up with DK Metcalf, DKF Metcalf, uh, and that that's uh, low-key one of the best uh duos in the nfl as far as receiving duos go so tyler lockett gets a big time contract extension so good for you tyler lockett uh we should do like they would do on the pat mcafee show every time somebody signs a contract extension they just clap and they go "Woo!" yeah baby yeah so we're instead of like just trying to create original content we're just literally going to copy it from other people uh so that's good so this next segment is called um impulsive uh it's actually yeah we're changing the name of our podcast good yeah no i'm just kidding uh, the next thing in the news, and the last thing in the news, is Sam Darnold being traded from the New York Jets to the Carolina Panthers. And we won't get too much into this because uh, we're going to get into breaking down the top ten uh, in the NFL draft order into the into this week's uh, episode. And a lot of that is going to be about the two teams that are involved, the New York Jets and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, so we won't get too deep into this, but the New York Jets did. Uh, trade Sam Darnold to Carolina uh, for a 2021 sixth round pick and a second and fourth round pick in 2022. So honestly, kind of a haul for Sam Darnold. Uh, A lot of people were anticipating maybe a second round pick, maybe a third round pick, but to get a second round pick and a fourth round picking next year, next year's draft, and then a sixth round pick in this year's draft. That's that's not a bad haul there for the New York Jets. Uh, certainly can't complain about that. But like I said, we won't get too deep into that. Instead, we'll jump into uh, diving into the top 10 in this year's NFL draft. 
So with the draft being just 24 days, I think, as of recording this on Monday uh, evening here, uh, I think the draft is 20, yeah, it's the 5th, the draft is on the 29th, 24 days, I guess now 23, this day is basically over, 23 days away uh, from the 2020 NFL draft. Uh, this is definitely one of the more intriguing drafts we've had in a while, and I think we probably say that every year, but I think the, just the fact of the the quarterbacks in this draft and the fact that there could be five quarterbacks potentially taken in the top 10 makes this draft so intriguing, uh, and I honestly think uh, the top 10 of this year's draft will be crazy. Uh, like I said, there's, there's a potential five quarterbacks could get taken. Uh, there's going to be a ton of, of really, really talented players falling down the board because of all the quarterback talent in this draft, uh, because all the quarterback needy teams in this draft, whether it's a, a team that's currently in the top 10, a team that's traded up into the top 10, a team that's going to trade up into the top 10, I think there's going to be a lot of action within that top 10. So that's kind of why I want to dive into uh, the top 10 uh, picks in this year's draft. I think it, it's so fascinating. So why don't we just jump uh, into the first. The first pick is probably uh, the least interesting of these of these 10 picks. Uh, the Jacksonville Jag Jaguars obviously have the first pick in the draft. We've known that uh, for quite some time. And we've also known for quite some time the Jacksonville Jaguars, Joe, are going to be selecting... What? <laughs> Pardon? I wasn't paying attention. Oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who are they picking first overall? Deshaun Watson. No. Okay. All right. That's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Oh, shit. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. I uh, think you can go back to doing what you're doing. Thank you. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is going to be the first pick in the draft. Uh, no matter what anybody tells you, if somebody tries to convince you otherwise, uh, they're just trying to, to to stir the pot. They're just trying to get uh, get clicks on their articles or or whatever. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one pick in this draft. Urban Meyer has made that very very clear. Even it had an interview with Peter King uh, this last week. I think it was last week, and Peter King flat out asked him, "Are you guys selecting Trevor Lawrence?" And he says, oh, "That's the direction we're moving in," which obviously means. Uh, they're picking him. Uh, the The NFL tries to do a, a a decent job of not revealing who the number one pick is, even when it's completely flat out obvious who the number one pick will be. Like in this case with Trevor Lawrence, uh, we we've known for quite some time it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Ur Urban Meyer is in Jacksonville to coach Trevor Lawrence. We've we've known that since the the second that he took the job. So this is the the draft technically starts with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but it really does not start. Uh, until later on in the draft. Then we move on to the second pick in the draft, and the New York Jets uh, have have the second pick. And there's been a lot of speculation uh, about the number two pick in the draft. Um, early on, in in during the season, it really seemed like Justin Fields was going to be that second quarterback taken. Uh, and it, it was always Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields were kind of one and two, just like they've been really their entire career, uh, whether it's high school, college. It was always uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, and Justin Fields. But then the BYU kid, Zach Wilson, goes out and has, has a tremendous year uh, with the Brigham Young University Cougars, the Mormons. Um, I found an interesting thing. Uh, Joe, I don't know if you know who Johnny Manziel is. Probably not. You don't know who Johnny Manziel from the. Uh, yes, I do know who Johnny Manziel is. You do. Okay, so he was yeah. an NFL player. Yeah. Uh, very highly touted. They call him Johnny Football. He was just really big. Um, essentially, just like a big time celebrity. Um, and uh, yeah, his name was Johnny Football. But basically, Zach Wilson. I don't know why I. I found this, but before this NFL season, Zach Wilson goes to BYU. BYU is in Utah. Utah is full of Utah is full of Mormons. Mormons, yes, exactly right. Uh, and so people called him the the, Morm the Mormon Manzel. <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, I don't even think that he's a Mormon. So oh, yeah, that's funny. So yeah, I don't, I don't really have much more to say about that. Okay. But but the Mormon Manzel had himself. Uh, a killer season. His pro day was insane. He was making throws all over the field. And you can say what you want about it being a pro day. I mean, there was some really impressive throws. If you have not yet watched uh, Zach Wilson's pro day, I would very much rec recommend it. Uh, it's really funny to hear guys like Daniel Jeremiah just like ooh and ah over 
over the things that this 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 prospect is able to do. Um, and it really seems like the consensus right now in the NFL is that Zach Wilson will be that number two pick. Last week, uh, on last week's episode, Jeremy Klump uh, obviously joined us and we talked a little bit about um, what we thought would go on here with that number two pick. And he made an interesting point about the, the Philadelphia Eagles. They were uh, allegedly trying to trade up to number three and potentially number two to try to get up and, and trade for Zach Wilson. Uh, and, and Jeremy kind of made the point that uh, if Philadelphia was trying to trade up for Zach Wilson, do they maybe, because of that Joe Douglas-Philadelphia connection, do they maybe know that Joe Douglas is not going to take Zach Wilson? Uh, do they maybe know that that Zach Wilson is going to be available at that number two slot? That's definitely an interesting, interesting uh, opinion. And I, I'm definitely not as confident with Zach Wilson going to going number two as I am, say, Trevor Lawrence going number one. If if I had to bet money on it, uh, first of all, I wouldn't. But if I had to, I, I would say Zach Wilson probably will be the pick. And I would say uh, the argument against potentially what, what Jeremy had said last week is maybe Philadelphia, in trying to trade up for that number three pick or number two pick, they realize, hey, uh, the Jets are all in on Zach Wilson. It's not going to work. So why don't we just trade back to 12? And that's why they traded with Miami to move back to the 12 spot. Uh, so for me, and obviously this, it's going to be a quarterback and we know that for sure. Uh, I think we knew that for a while. The, the Sam Darnold trade definitely solidified that. Uh, there was, there was always this little thing, I think in the back of everybody's mind and, and, and this little, little thing that a lot of people, you know, still, still were talking about on ESPN or on, on a different podcast. And it was, you know, the Jets potentially maybe trading out a number two or, or or selecting somebody else, maybe Kyle Pitts with that second pick. But I think obviously this Sam Darnold uh, trade to Carolina completely locks in the fact that this is going to be a quarterback. It's most likely going to be Zach Wilson. So now we're going to have quarterback go one and two, and then we move over to the number three pick. And this is another basically lock it in quarterback. Obviously, San Francisco, we talked last week on last week's episode, traded up to the number three pick with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and they are all in on, on somebody, all in on some quarterback. And the consensus seems to be that it's Mac Jones. We didn't really get into this too much on last week's episode because we didn't know that much on last week's episode. Uh, but the consensus, consensus, uh, wow, that was very hard to say that word there for a little bit. Consensus? It goes like consensus? this. Consensus. Consensus. Sorry, one more time. It goes like this. Consensus. It goes like this consensus okay very good please Thanks, continue Joe. all right uh the consensus seems to be that it's going to be mac jones we had um, chris sims uh on the on the pro football talk live podcast he apparently really good friends uh with kyle shanahan the coach of the san francisco 49ers they went to college together apparently chris sims and kyle shanahan have matching tattoos they have each other's initials on there joe which is maybe a little bit of an interesting thing we were discussing what we're going to do for our 50th episode. Okay. Maybe we'll get tattoos of each other's initials on each other. No, I can't. No? no Why? Because I'm scared. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. We'll have to stay tuned. Maybe we'll do that. We probably won't. But okay. I don't know at what level of a friend you have to be to, to get that. I mean, that is... It depends on where you would get it. Yeah. I don't actually don't know where they have it. But okay. where would you get it? Probably like my lower back. Lower back? Yeah butt area yeah kind of thing yeah some some place that i don't have to see it or anybody else has to see yeah. it imagine having to explain uh, that you have in in you know chris sims basically wears this as a badge of honor apparently that he has his that he has his buddy's initials on him but imagine having to explain that you have your best friend's initials on you because that was something that they did in college and it was probably like a funny thing at the time but it's like so that's something you got to live with for the rest of your life now yeah that's i don't know that's a that's a rough situation but anyways, back to football. Chris Sims basically saying, I know Kyle Shanahan. I know the type of quarterback that he wants. Uh, and it's Mac Jones. He wants a guy. Mac Jones is his guy. Is is a Kyle Shanahan guy. And I'm not here to say Chris Sims is wrong. I'm not here to say uh, numerous other insiders. There's a ton of other guys very plugged in in the NFL that are saying, this is Mac Jones. This is going to be Mac Jones. Um, I just... I find it so hard to believe, so hard to believe that a team would mortgage their entire future 
they gave up essentially three first round picks and a third round pick to trade up to number three. And I find it so hard to believe that you would do that for a guy like Mac Jones. And this is no disrespect to Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is a fine prospect, but Mac Jones to me is a, is a, is a Jared Goff type of prospect, a, 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 a safe pick. A guy who, you know, he's probably going to be fine. And if he does go to San Francisco, he'll probably carve out a nice career. He'll probably have an Alex Smith-esque career there in San Francisco. Uh, so this is not me um, bashing Mac Jones. But to me, the idea that you would give up so much, and we're talking three first-round picks. What quarterback in the NFL would would you give up three first-round picks for? There's a ton of really good quarterbacks that you could probably get for three first-round picks Uh and you just gave that up for an unproven guy um, who is not very athletic. Now, he is more athletic than I think people give him credit for. Like, he ran a 4.84, which is not fast, but people were talking about him like he was a Tom Brady, like a 5.23 or whatever Tom Brady ran. Like, he's he's not athletic. He has a, a he has a pudgy body. Like, he's just not an impressive uh, quarterback. Now, his accuracy is really good. Uh, his numbers last year were insane. Um, but to me, if I'm trading up to number three, I'm trading up three first round picks uh, to go up to number three and select a quarterback. I want somebody who is, you know, they might be a little bit of a bigger risk, but they, there's a way bigger reward. A guy that that is something special, a guy that's a freak athlete, a guy like Justin Fields uh, out of Ohio State, a guy like like Trey Lance, a guy with with all these traits, all these uh, insane um, abilities to to be a, a, a dynamic game. Ch- like, in the end, is Mac Jones genuinely much better than a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo? Much better than a guy like, like I said, with Jared Goff? And a lot of people are saying this is the kind of guy that Kyle Shanahan wants. He wants a guy who who's an accurate passer, a guy who's cerebral, a guy who can who can read the field. Uh, you know, he's not athletic, but he's just going to do what he's told. And and obviously Kyle Shannon's had some success with with guys like this before, with like Matt Schaub in Houston, Kirk Cousins, who he just constantly gushes over uh, in Washington, uh, Matt Ryan in, in, in Atlanta, and then Jim, a little bit of success with Jimmy Garoppolo there uh, in San Francisco. And my biggest question is... What like what has happened um, in his tenures that would make him say, "Yep, absolutely, um, this is a foolproof plan to just go with the same type of guy." Like, what has a guy like Matt Schaub or a guy like Kirk Cousins or a guy like Matt Ryan genuinely done in this offense that is like, "Yep, that's it." Like, I understand they've had success. And Kirk Cousins, I think, led the league in, in passing yards under under Kyle Shanahan. And Matt Ryan had his MVP season under Kyle Shanahan. But in the end, what always happens with guys like this uh, in the Kyle Shanahan offense, they they come up short. What happened in the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan up 28-3 to three, uh, late in that game? He's immobile. He takes a huge sack that that cost them that Super Bowl. Uh, and then you, you talk about... The, the game, the Super Bowl with, with Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, you know, a guy like, guy like that, he misses a huge throw. Like these Kyle Shanahan guys, what have you, like, what is he, he, what has Kyle Shanahan even really accomplished with guys like that? Uh, you know, he's never won a Super Bowl with a guy like that. He's never uh, won consistent big games with guys like that. So why not move on to something else? And, and I hope, just for the sake of pure entertainment, uh, that that they don't select Mac Jones, that somebody else gets in there. If a guy like Justin Fields or Trey Lance gets in there, I think that could be extremely extremely exciting. I, like I, I thought the prospect of of Deshaun Watson going to San Francisco, obviously before all of the the legal issues, was the most exciting scenario uh, that Deshaun Watson could end up in. And I think it's the same with these fun rookie quarterbacks, these guys who have a potential to be superstars. I think Mac Jones, his ceiling is is really good football player. Like, like, like who could I even compare? Like I said, Alex Smith, like a guy like that, like a guy who's not, who's not going to blow you away. Why not go and try to, to, if you're going to mortgage the future anyway, why not try and get a guy who's, who's going to take you over the top? To me, I don't see how Mac Jones genuinely takes the 49ers any higher than, 
than what Jimmy Garoppolo accomplished there in San Francisco. But that's kind of how the number three pick goes. I, It's apparently Mac Jones. It will be a quarterback. So we have for sure quarterbacks going one, two, three. The trade with Sam Darnold going to Carolina solidifies that. And then the draft really seems to start at four. This is where things get, I think, really, really interesting. Um, I think there's a really, really good chance a quarterback goes at number four. And whether that's Atlanta taking a quarterback at number four or whether that's somebody coming up to trade for a quarterback at number four, I would be willing to bet that there's a very, very good possibility that quarterbacks go one, two, three, four in this draft because I think there's going to be a team potentially wanting to come up and trade with Atlanta. And there was there was rumors going around today that Atlanta has apparently kicked the tires on trading that fourth pick. Uh, now, you know, that's all speculation at this point. But uh, there there has been rumors that that they're willing to get out and maybe, maybe just maybe with Arthur Smith coming in there, the new head coach, maybe he wants to get his own guy. Maybe he wants his own quarterback. Maybe Atlanta just sticks in there. I mean, that's something that people have been talking about uh, for months now, that Atlanta is is ready to to get the guy who's going to be the next guy after Matt Ryan's no longer there in Atlanta. And I think that's what makes this, this pick so interesting because if you're a team like Miami or Cincinnati or or any of these teams that are just outside the top five, uh, you're hoping this is a quarterback. You're hoping five quarterbacks go off the board uh, right off the bat because this there's so many great players that are falling. And as far as who's taking a quarterback in this spot, like we said, maybe Atlanta takes it. I would look, uh, if we're looking for, for somebody to come up and trade into this pick, uh, a team like maybe Detroit, maybe they're not totally sold on Jared Goff being the guy. I... If I had to guess, I would say Detroit's going to wait that out. Maybe maybe get a quarterback next year or or a few years down the road. Jared Goff is still a very serviceable quarterback. A team like Denver, uh, now with, with, with Carolina taking Sam Darnold, that kind of eliminates them potentially. You never know, but, but, but I think it's pretty safe to say Carolina's out on that. They talked about being aggressive, and that was kind of my team that I, I thought would be... Uh, the top candidate to come into this spot. They we talked all off season long that they were going to be aggressive, aggressive uh, in in getting a quarterback. They were going to be aggressive in pursuing Deshaun Watson. They aggressively pursued Matthew Stafford, uh, all these guys, and and now they got their guy in Sam Donald. So that kind of maybe pushes them out of the question. Maybe a team like New England tries to trade up into this four spot. That's quite a ways to go from from fifteen. I think they're at right now. Yeah, New England is at fifteen, and then. An interesting scenario, I think, is every year, or maybe not every year, every few years, there seems to be a team that comes up out of nowhere. We don't expect them. And I think this is a spot where that could happen. Uh, we've seen, we, we saw it when, when Kansas City traded up to 10, uh, I believe, to, to select Patrick Mahomes. Nobody saw that coming. Kansas City trading up all the way to 10 uh, to select Patrick Mahomes there with, the, with that pick. I'm, I'm curious if there's a team... And maybe this was already San Francisco, San Francisco being that surprise team that traded up. But I'm curious if there's another team that maybe we're not thinking of. And now with Carolina uh, out of the question, maybe there's a team just outside the top 10 that's looking to trade up. And a team to keep an eye on, this is this is kind of something that I've been thinking about for a few weeks now. Uh, and I just have never said it uh, on the podcast or anywhere Uh the Minnesota Vikings, they're an interesting team to me. And this is maybe just me wishing that this would happen. But what if they trade into the number four spot? They're, they're at 14 right now. So they're one, one spot ahead uh, of New England. What if Minnesota trades up into the fourth pick? To me, if I'm, if I'm the Vikings and I see uh, now Carolina out of the mix there at quarterback, I'm, I'm kicking the tires on this because I don't know how much farther you can go with Kirk Cousins. Honestly, how much farther can you go with a guy uh, like, like Kirk Cousins is, again, fine. He's a Jared Goff, Alex Smith type of quarterback. He's he's fine. He'll get the job done. Uh, but eventually, you you got to get somebody who can do a little bit more. And with the talent that you have there uh, on offense, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, imagine you bring in a generational talent like a Justin Fields, a Trey Lance. You bring in somebody like that. Uh, that would be extremely exciting. Regardless of what your defense is like, I think that that would be explosive to 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 add a, a dual threat uh, 
quarterback like that into that offense. And I talked about during last year's draft, I wanted uh, Minnesota to to select Jalen Hurts in the second round last year. Uh, that never that never materialized. They stuck with Kirk Cousins. I think eventually Minnesota is going to have to address that quarterback position. So why not now in a in a draft where where we could see five quarterbacks taken in the first round? Why not go up and get one of your guys? And I think that's a, that's the interesting thing about this four pick. Uh, I think it's very likely that a quarterback goes here, and it's just a matter of who comes up and gets that quarterback, or does Atlanta stick there and take that quarterback? Or does Atlanta maybe stay there and take Kyle Pitts? I've heard a lot of people, uh, you know, bring that up, and I think that's that's a real possibility. If it's not a quarterback here, and if Atlanta doesn't move out, I think it will be Kyle Pitts. But I think now that one, two, three are quarterback, I would not be shocked to see four also be a quarterback. On to the fifth pick in the draft, the Cincinnati Bengals sit there at number five. Uh, a lot of potential things. Uh, to happen here with the number fifth pick. Uh, Cincinnati has a lot of different, and, and it all depends how the first four picks go. Uh, if if a quarterback goes one, two, three, if quarterbacks go one, two, three, four, why not, if I'm Cincinnati, do I do I see if anybody's willing to come up in 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 to that number five spot? And this is something we talked about last last week with Jeremy. There's a potential if the quarterbacks go one, two, three, four. Did the Bengals look around and say, hey, and, and now maybe it's less likely with, with like we talked about Carolina uh, trading for Sam Darnold. Is it possible that somebody trades up to number five? We see quarterbacks go f- with first pick, second pick, third pick, fourth pick, and fifth pick. Uh, Cincinnati has all the power if, if, if quarterbacks go one, two, three, four. This is, this is where the draft starts. If a quarterback goes four, we talked about maybe the draft starting at number four. If a quarterback goes four, the draft really starts with number five. Uh, and if a quarterback goes five, the draft really starts at number six. And the Dolphins essentially have the number uh, one pick in the draft. And that's kind of where Cincinnati sits right now. They essentially have the number one pick in the draft. They didn't need a quarterback. They never needed a quarterback. Uh, Joe Burrow's there. He's going to be, hopefully, if he can stay healthy, the guy there for, for years to come. So they don't need a quarterback. So really, this is where the draft really gets interesting cincinnati there's been a lot of rumors it seemed up until a few weeks ago maybe two weeks ago this was penny sewell penny sewell the tackle out of oregon this was going to be an offensive lineman they were going to get joe burrow help joe burrow was going to have some pass protection because he was running for his life all of last season it seemed like that was the direction this was going and then a couple weeks ago there were some leaks that potentially joe burrow was trying to convince the cincinnati front office it convinced the Cincinnati ownership, convinced the, the the coaching the coaching staff to take his former LSU teammate Jamar Chase, the receiver out of LSU, the guy who sat out this whole year, the, by many accounts the number one receiver in this draft. There was a lot of rumors that that Joe Burrow is trying to convince uh, Cincinnati to go with Jamar Chase. Now, is this? genuine rumors or is this i thought potentially this could be um just smoke potentially trying to get say to teams hey we're not taking penny sewell here we're not taking rashawn slater the other tackle that everybody likes we're not taking these guys we're taking jamar chase so you don't have to trade up to potentially four to grab one of those guys not to say that anybody will trade up to to get a tackle at four but you you know you never know Everything is lies nowadays uh, in the NFL. When it comes to the draft, you you can never believe anything you hear. So when you hear uh, so openly that, that the Bengals are considering Jamar Chase, you have to take a step back and, and kind of think, why why is this being leaked? Why are uh, we we hearing this? Because a lot of organizations, you know, it, they keep the actual picks that they want under wraps. Uh, some some organizations are better at it than others. Uh, but is there a reason that, that that Cincinnati would 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 leak this, and maybe it's to to prevent anybody from coming up and, and grabbing a tackle? But also, it, it makes sense. Joe Burrow, you know, you can never it never hurts to to have to have more receiving talent around your young quarterback. So why not bring in uh, Jamar Chase, who's an absolute freak? I mean, his 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 pro day, another pro day that was insane. Um, so there's a lot of questions, I think, surrounding this number five pick. Will it be Penny Sewell? Will it be Jamar Chase? If quarterbacks go one, two, three, four, which I think is very likely, 
does this potentially become another quarterback? Do we have quarterbacks going with the first five picks in the draft? Cincinnati, I think, has has the ability to really shake things up, especially if it's all quarterbacks in front of them. Then we move on to the sixth pick and 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 where it also stays interesting. This whole thing is interesting, obviously. Um, uh, Miami with a sixth pick, they obviously traded to 12 and then traded back up to six. And I think they obviously want somebody or they want, say they, uh, they, they, they have somebody in mind Maybe it's more than one guy. Maybe it's uh, one specific guy that they think is going to drop to six. There's there's no reason for them to trade back into six if they didn't have one or multiple guys that they they really intended on picking uh, with this this pick right here. And a lot of people are saying, um, you know, Miami could be not done making moves. I would lean towards them being done unless something crazy happens and they get some sort of offer for another team to come up and get a quarterback. Say quarterbacks don't go uh, with the first four picks or the first five picks and, and a guy starts to slip. Maybe a team like Denver at nine or a team like Detroit at seven says to Miami, hey, we'll, we'll give you an extra first round pick to move up. Uh, maybe that happens. But if, if, I, if I had to guess, if I had to bet money, I would say Miami traded back up to six because they have a specific person in mind or they have a, a few specific players that they did not want to miss out on. Uh, and if you're looking at the quarterbacks going uh, one to four, uh, a ton of quarterbacks going in front of them, there's going to be a ton, a ton of good players left. Um, there's going to be Kyle Pitts potentially still on the board if he doesn't go to Atlanta or Cincinnati, Jamar Chase potentially, Devontae Smith, one of these guys, Jalen Waddle, they're going to be on the board. The Dolphins, I'm convinced, are taking a pass catcher here, and, and I don't think that's that's anything surprising i think if if you watch the nfl you know that's that's kind of the direction that this is going the the dolphins need to do everything they can to surround Tua with with talent receiving talent and it's just a matter of who falls to them uh, a potential disaster scenario and this is still really not all that bad which tells you how good of a situation the dolphins are in right now but the the potential disaster scenario is is kyle pitts goes goes four uh to 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 uh atlanta and then jamar chase goes five to cincinnati and now they're two huge huge uh prospects go off the board there that's a potential disaster scenario but even in that scenario Devontae smith is still there a guy who many people have as the number one receiver in this draft uh, i think going into this draft process he was really he had kind of pulled pulled ahead with that number one uh, status and now Jamar Chase has kind of moved in, into that number one for a lot of people but that is kind of the scenario you you would hope not to have if you're a Dolphins fan but like I said even in this scenario um, the Dolphins are in a good spot the Dolphins what they were able to do what Chris Greer was able to do to, to move back to 12 and move up to six uh, they did a tremendous job uh, now it's time to start hitting on these picks I, I hear a lot of people praising Chris Greer, praising Brian Flores, praising the Dolphins front office, all that. And that's great. And I think uh, you can definitely commend them for, for their ability to, to acquire draft picks. They're, they've certainly done a tremendous job at that. Uh, now it's time to start hitting on these picks. And it's, start, it's time to start developing players. Because if you don't do that, having all these picks is pointless. Uh, if, if you don't hit on these picks, if Brian Flores cannot develop these players... Having a million first-round picks doesn't matter. Uh, so I would just cool it for a little bit with, with all the praise uh, as far as the Dolphins go. Yeah, have they done a great job at acquiring picks? Yes. Now it's time to start, start taking good players. And I think that starts here with that number six pick. Uh, and there's going to be some really good players on the board because of the status of the quarterbacks in this draft. And then these next three picks, we have seven, eight, and nine, uh, is when... Things get things get a little sketchy. Uh, things get a little and 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 it was a little bit uh, sketchier when I was when I was preparing for this before Carolina uh, had traded for Sam Darnold. Uh, I really thought these next three teams had the ability to completely blow up uh, this draft. All three of these teams: Detroit, Carolina, uh, Denver. I think those were the three teams that you thought would, would trade up to four, uh, trade up to to five potentially with Cincinnati depending if Atlanta doesn't trade out these were the teams I think uh, where where things could get a little crazy the Lions 
if I had to bet, like I said, I don't think they're going to go quarterback. I think the Lions, there's going to be some really good players available there. Micah Parsons, the linebacker uh, out of Penn State, that's a really good player that will potentially be there. Um, Jalen Waddell, the receiver, who knows, one of the other receivers might drop that low. If I had to guess, I would think the Lions go somewhere else. The Panthers, I don't think they're going quarterback now. I had I had written and prepared that uh, David Tepper basically saying he's going to go all in for a quarterback, but yet they have not taken a quarterback. Tells me that they are going to go and get a quarterback. Obviously, that changes now. They have Sam Darnold, and now they're in a spot where maybe they trade down. Maybe one of the court, the five quarterbacks drops to eight. Uh, maybe they trade down or maybe they just, just stick there and just take a really good player. And now Denver, to me, becomes one of the most interesting teams uh, in this this draft process because they're kind of the team that's been laying in the, in the weeds, laying in the grass. Uh, you know, we haven't talked about them a whole lot. They're kind of the forgotten team. Uh, they have Drew Locke there and they seem to be uh, in on Drew Locke, in on him being the quarterback there. How much I mean, how much are you really in on him if you have the ability to go get a guy who could potentially be way better than him? Uh, Denver definitely, definitely is a team to watch. Uh, They've been quiet. Maybe they're that team that shocks everybody, trades up to four or trades up to five. Their quarterbacks... uh, the quarterback situation situation is not great. And I, I don't know how Denver... I think Denver fans are kind of souring on the idea of Drew Locke. He didn't look great last year. Um, and if you have the ability to get a guy like Justin Fields, you absolutely do that. I mean, the quarterbacks on their roster right now are Drew Locke, Jeff Driscoll, Brett Rippon, and Kendall Hinton, who, who's probably never going to play quarterback again. Um, so how sold are the Denver Broncos really on Drew Locke? Is Drew Locke... Um, going to have this year on with no competition untested no competition just him he's going to go in the guy i would say not so fast i mean i think if 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 there's a potential for denver to move up for them to to get up for for a reasonable price i would i i would absolutely do that if i was denver and i think denver will absolutely do that john away although he's not the general manager there anymore um, he was never able to find that quarterback. Other than Peyton Manning, he was never able to find that quarterback. If you have the opportunity to go get a guy like Justin Fields, Trey Lance, uh, maybe Mac Jones doesn't get picked by the 49ers. To me, Denver is is a sneaky team. They've been quiet. Uh, if they don't go quarterback in the first round, uh, you'd think they have to get a quarterback at some point. Uh, maybe they take a guy like Kyle Trask in the second round, a guy like that. But this team absolutely is, I, I think, going to go quarterback at some point. They need to give Locke some competition or they need to just go and get a guy that, that that's going to kick him out the door. Uh, a guy who, a guy like one, one of the top five quarterback prospects. And then we get down to the 10 pick and the Dallas Cowboys, I feel like, are that that meme where, where the, the little girl is swinging and there's a house on fire in the background. I feel like that's the Dallas Cowboys in this scenario because with all this chaos going down, here in the top 10 with the quarterbacks. Who's going quarterback? Who's not going quarterback? Who's trading up for a quarterback? Who's staying put and taking a quarterback? Uh, where are the quarterbacks going? How many are there going? Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, they have their quarterback, Dak Prescott. He's locked in. And the Cowboys are sitting there and they're like, with all this chaos going on, we're, there's going to be really good players here available at number 10. I think number the 10 spot is where a little bit of normalcy will start to come back into this draft. Uh, I think the draft will start to slow down. The draft will start to calm down when it gets to the number 10 pick. Uh, Dallas is in a phenomenal spot. There's a ton, there's a ton of really good defensive players left. Guys like Patrick Sertan, the cornerback uh, out of out of Alabama. Uh, it, it, the, the edge rushers out of Miami, Gregory Rousseau, Jalen Phillips. Uh, maybe Penny Sewell, Rashawn Slater. They could bolster that that offensive line that's not as good as it used to be. So to me, Dallas kind of wraps up the ten, top the the top ten in the 2020 NFL draft uh, with with sort of a calming presence because I think that's kind of when things start to calm down, things start to to, to kind of relax. All the quarterback chaos will be settled, I think, by then. Uh, who knows? Maybe a quarterback falls out of the top 10 and then we have all new levels of chaos. But I think Dallas is in a really good spot and a lot of these teams uh, are are in really good... Basically, if you don't need a quarterback and you're in the top 10 to 15 range, you're loving the way 
this is going and you want as many quarterbacks to go as possible. But that kind of that wraps up us diving into the top 10 uh, in this draft. It's going to be a crazy draft. So much, I think, is going to happen so early. Early on is when we're going to see a ton of things happening, a ton of shocking moves, a ton of exciting things. It's always exciting when a quarterback goes off the board. I think we're going to see a ton of that in this year's draft. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, but that kind of wraps up uh, the deep dive into the top 10 of this draft. So that kind of wraps up this week's episode. Uh, I rambled on for for who knows how long. I don't know how long uh, about the draft. I, I'm, I'm really excited about draft time. Uh, if you... If you're also excited about Draft Time, make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you follow us on socials, on social media, not media, um, at okay. underscore Average Joe Show on Instagram and on Twitter, where I've been a lot more active on Twitter lately. I, I was kind of an Instagram guy for a while. I hate Instagram, uh, especially for yeah, podcasts. Instagram stuff. is a bad place. Yeah, Instagram's terrible. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter. Twitter is where I'm a lot more active now, uh, posting a ton of football stuff, some fo- non-football related stuff, some honestly gold. I and I, I deserve a like, I deserve a retweet. Uh, please, please follow me underscore average Joe Show. I finally got that figured out. Uh, Joe, you got anything to plug before we wrap up? Yeah, like not really, but um, I just been saying uh, I I can't find. I have Twitter right now. I got Twitter. Um, okay, but but it's just I cannot find the motivation to stay on it other than mm. the things you tweet that's probably okay like but yeah you know it's good it's, it's always better to not be on social media i would yeah. say anyway yeah. guys thanks for listening to this episode <laughs> okay um, you're wrapping it up today. no i guess you can actually okay. do it this time um anything you're watching or reading before we before we wrap it up um oh we actually started watching the mentalist Ooh, yeah and i know you really <laughs> like that show you act, i think on this podcast on one of the episodes it was weeks ago now maybe months probably months. you um you told me that i need to get on the mentalist i think it was yes. while i was watching gilmore girls or something you were telling me i need to get on the mentalist and now we're me and my wife are watching the mentalist yes and um yeah it's really good but my sleep has not been good since i started walking it. really dude i think red john's gonna come get me oh my goodness dude we okay i really want to talk we should have talked about this at the beginning of the Shoot. episode it's got to be this time. should have been our banter because we got to get into this man the mentalist is like one of my all-time favorite shows. Yeah, and I am and honestly, I feel like I'm a proud uh, father. That the fact that you guys are watching it now, it, it gets me right fired mm. up. So you stay tuned. A lot of really exciting things going on next week's episode. We're gonna talk mentalists, maybe football. We got a new segment coming up. Uh, if you guys enjoyed, like I said, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a leave us a five-star review. Uh, if you have anything funny or interesting to say put in that five-star review in that little caption we'll read it on the podcast thank you guys once again for listening make sure you tune in every week for new episodes and we will catch you guys on the next one